everybody. Welcome back to, what's our podcast? Bon, bon Voyage. Voyage. I'm Rob. I'm Adam. And we actually have a guest with us today. We're watching 1964's Goldfinger, hopping on a time machine back to the, you know, less friendly days towards the better sex. So we thought, why not have a female perspective on this one? So our friend Heather is joining us. Hello. I can't believe this was made in 64. 1964. Mm. Adam, what is the oldest movie you've seen? Yeah, you thankfully gave me a little time to think about that because you asked oh, me geez. earlier. Like, the only movie I can think of, I'm like, 2001 Space Odyssey is pretty old. That's right? older than this. Yeah, okay. Space Odyssey, I think, that. is like... Actually, no, that might be... I know it was before the moon landing. I think it's like 61 is like what springs to mind, but no idea. I'll check that, and we'll come back to that uh, after the intro, after we watch the movie. So that'd be your oldest. So this is 64. By far the oldest The oldest Bond you've seen was last week's Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. So we're taking a big... Like, last time we went from Quantum to 10 years early, Tomorrow Never Dies. This one, we're jumping back 33 years mm. to the third one. All right, sorry. Before we get into that, Heather, what is your James Bond history? Before this year, I'd say none at all. But through, through my friendship with Rob... I have seen now many a Bond movie. If you had asked me this, we, we discussed this before we actually came on the podcast. If you had asked me without any priming at all, Heather, how many Bond movies have you seen? I would have said eight. Meanwhile, you've seen about, I think there's only five or so you haven't seen at right. this point. Once we actually started talking about them and Rob was mentioning how many we've watched together, it's like, oh yeah, I For guess I to, have seen all of those movies. You always enjoy them, but like weeks later, they kind of all blend together for you. Yeah, like I would not consider myself a cinephile. Like, you know, movies to me, they're fun, but like I, they don't occupy a lot of my mental space. I kind of like, <laughs> I watch the movie for the entertainment value and then I walk away from it. But you wouldn't keep going back. Like, you've seen almost 20 of them if you didn't enjoy it. You like yeah, the I ride enjoy that them. is a Bond movie. Yeah, that's the thing. I, li- particular, I like the, the entertainment. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, yeah, that's all right. As far as the oldest movie I think I've ever seen, I don't know. Again, like, because I have no... Like, I'm not interested in, like, the history of movies necessarily. Like, I'm not looking for that information. So I know I've seen, like, films in black and white. But I don't know if that was just an artistic choice that the director, right, you know, right, had yeah. taken. Or right. if that's actually you know, because of the technology. What do you remember? You've seen this one. Yeah. I've been looking forward to a rewatch with you anyway, but what are you expecting? What do you remember? So right now, to set the scene for you, we actually have the Blu-ray in, so it's at the menu, so Heather just looks over to see a few of the uh, shots that are going by to refresh (laughs) your mind. See, the thing is, because there's so many Bond titles with the word gold in them, I get them very confused. I also get confused when you try to talk about them, like, I don't know. Like, gold fingers. So in my head, I'm remembering the woman who's painted with gold paint on the bed. Correct. Is that this one? That is this one. Okay, great. So I remember that. That's not Austin Powers. (laughs) Oh, is it? There you go. I don't think so. They may have made fun of it. I think they did. I think one of them is like called something. Oh, it's Gold, gold Member. Gold yeah. Member. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah, I remember that. I remember being quite uncomfortable with a particular scene between Sean Connery and Pussy Galore. 
in a hangar, I think, or a barn. In a barn. A they barn. they mm-hmm. have a tussle and some hay. And some hay, yes. Okay. Yeah. That's not my... I'm sure we'll talk about that more later. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that conversation. That's not my most egregious misogyny part in this movie. That's really early. We'll talk about yeah. that after. I was like really excited to see the character and meet the character and see what she's all about when I found out her name. Because I was like, that, what <laughs> an awesome, Lauren. great, yeah. cool name. She's pretty and awesome. Then, she's up there for Bond women for yeah. me. And then Connery just kind of ruined that for me. Anyway. Do you have any uh, preconceived notions going into your first Sean Connery one, the title, and Austin Powers movie was based off it? Yeah, I mean, I've heard you guys, you know, argue a little bit about it already. But you know it's you know it's Rob's birthday today. Woohoo! He's here in his gold, you know, gold finger, finger t-shirt. Uh, he's this, really happy and excited. So the last time I did my full ranking, this was my number two. This is my second favorite. Yeah. I was just gonna ask you, did you specifically pick Goldfinger to land on your birthday, or would you well, have I, picked something else? This was between there were three I was gonna watch today or on our next podcast. I wanted to go, like we've done two Crags and a Brosnan. It's time to get into the nitty gritty, the old ones. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna go through a run of the old ones once we get into the thick of things with Roger Moore and all that. I I just wanted to get one. And like I said, it's my second favorite. And I didn't want to get too far before seeing this one because this is the third Bond film and it's the one that sets the formula. It's the same director for the first two and then Guy Hamilton took over for this one. This, like, all the tropes. There's a great pre-title sequence, an amazing song, Mm. a great title sequence, awesome henchmen, iconic henchmen, (laughs) a superb villain, amazing sets. The locations are great, all shot on location. The score is amazing. Mm. Some iconic fight scenes. The outfits are out of this world. The gadgets are great. The women are great. It hits on all cylinders for what you look for, for what I look for in a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Lots of great mm-hmm. humor, some good booze. It's it's awesome. I'm very excited. So this one is good to watch early, and if you're watching all 24, to have something to base the other ones off. There's obviously going to be some questionable stuff. It's 1964. Mm-hmm. Try to watch it in that context. Imagine yourself back then, but it I don't know, it really holds up. I'm excited. I'm very excited yeah. to watch it. You've seen it once. You've never seen it. I'm. Uh, this is a great birthday present. <laughs> Good, because it's all I got you. So. <laughs> okay. We'll be back in an hour and 15 minutes for us and about 30 seconds for you guys. See ya. people i enjoy it like problems lots of problems within it but like you know feel good fun good time Mm -hmm. my first sean connery he's he's hot he's very (laughs) hot i don't find him hot later on but like it as much depends on his outfit yes but like but Mm. this early movie yeah oh you mean later on you don't mean later on within the movie no no no, no. i mean as his movies go on okay yeah this is a good one for him looks wise agreed looks wise we can get more into that the details of uh him and how we feel about bond in this later just looking for your initial thoughts before we start going through it mostly good you're saying yeah mostly good enjoyable 
Mm -hmm. The highs outweigh the lows. Sure. Yeah. You don't have to agree. Yeah, for me, the highs outweigh the lows. Like, I think the lows are quite low, and the the highs aren't incredibly high. But, like, you know, it makes for a nice, easy watch. Like, this isn't a movie I would recommend to people, necessarily. Yeah. But it's a fun, you know, like, if you're in a certain mood, when, it's the right movie to watch. When I was first becoming the Bond fan I am now, as you know, I've always been sort of since I was a kid. But uh, Goldfinger was never one of the ones that I liked until like the last five years. An established Bond fan likes this one for its historic importance. And like mm -hmm. I said, it created the formula and all that. Mm -hmm. But I can see why your casual viewer might not enjoy it as much. It's very much within that genre. There's, you gotta suspend disbelief. Like all the problems, misogyny, uh, special effects, all that aside, it's just, you gotta suspend disbelief a lot. There's a lot of things that don't really make a lot of sense. I do think it does better than other films though in that way. Like I think that, like the, the plot, I mean, it's it's easy to follow, which is oh, good the, and bad. The villain's plot is easy. There's right. just some decisions <clears throat> and some things that happen. And you're like, what the hell is the point of any of that? Right. Totally. Which we could get to later when we talk about the plot. But Yeah. One of the things I liked a lot in this was, like, all the references. I feel like this was, like... I'm like, oh, so many references I've seen before I now understand. Oh, <laughs> like, like in pop culture in general? Yeah, just like the, some of the lines Goldfinger says, like the laser thing, and just like, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. That's another reason to watch this one early. Like, it, it's so iconic, scene after scene. Like, from him driving through Switzerland, the laser. Uh, mm. Do you expect me to talk? No. Odd job as well, too. Oh, yeah, odd job yeah. for sure. Yeah, I definitely think like this one to me is a quintessential Bond movie. Definitely. You know, if I'm gonna, if I'm in the movie to watch a Bond, this the is movie to watch a Bond. If I'm in the mood, <laughs> the mood to watch a Bond, this is the movie that I want to throw on. Yeah, you for know? sure. Sure, yeah. Uh, the ticking clock too at the end. Right. Yeah. Like that gets repeated so many times through the franchise and across all friggin' action movies. Mm -hmm. Although that friggin' bomb. Four minutes, 15 minutes later, there's seven <laughs> seconds left. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we can get to that later. Any other initial thoughts? No? All right. Well, we'll try to maybe stick with the format that we did from the last episode, just sort of go through some of the uh, main Bond check marks uh, or whatever that we look for in these movies. So, the pre title sequence. How'd you all feel? I love that pre title sequence. <laughs> I, mm. I find that that one, like, as a spy, Bond seems very capable. He has a mission. He seems to accomplish it immediately. He knows exactly what he's supposed to do. It's like high energy. It's it's quick paced, mm -hmm. but it's not in your face about it. Like he's totally. not going in there it's like proficient. Yeah, exactly. He, he like he's he's not going in there and you know fighting a ton of people. He's just going in doing he's his job. He's calm and then he walks yeah. out and it's it piques my curiosity definitely. It's very impressive, especially that like outfit change. You're like always oh, doing this like bomb thing and then oh, he's just man. like mm, yes to the party. Yeah. <laughs> From the scuba gear to the yeah. beautiful white tux and the rose or Perfect. The whatever. Yeah, that's an iconic look too, that white tux. And then just like the seeing the like ambush and like the reflection of her eye. Yeah. Like it's just the first example of so many like hilarious freaking tricks in this movie. It's totally. so important that you get that shot though. Because if you don't get that shot, he's just straight up using her as a shield. Because 
him seeing that knows that she's aware, mm-hmm. like she's a bad guy too, like she's mm-hmm. aware, and she's not warning him. So then you can kind of justify him using her as a human shield. Yeah, it's one of those moments where, like, you know, at, on the surface, if you don't understand it, you're like, oh my gosh, she just let that woman take a huge blow. But you're like, no, 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 she's right. a bad guy too. We we have to decide if being a like feminist or feminism also requires us to be okay with when a woman is bad for something bad to happen. Yeah, to them. of course. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there are some throughout the series villain characters who are women, and it's it's got to be okay when they also get hit. Yeah, like, it's almost sexist to always treat them delicately. Mm-hmm. No, I I agree with that. Like I I mean I can see that there's like a nuanced opinion about that some people yeah. have. I mean like obviously this is in TV movie land where there's but, bad guys and good guys, right. right? And like where violence is an acceptable form of yeah. like conflict yeah. resolution. <laughs> Not to jump ahead too far, but yeah, you're talking about movie world, how, who was it he was with? I think Jill Masterson right at the start when he does the palm face push and like it looks bad, but yeah, I've done that before for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you, you, I don't know, you can be playful, especially post, you know, what they were just up to. I don't know how R-rated we want to go here, (laughs) but couples or lovers can get playful. It's not yeah, always definitely. he's abusing her or whatever. No, of course. That's, mm. you know, that is very different than him pushing a woman in front of him to take a blow. <laughs> very. All right, back to the pre-title. What did you think of uh, Connery's delivery of a quip compared to Brazi last mm. week? Oh, shocking. Positively shocking. Positively shocking. Yeah. That was good. It's not as funny as Brosnan, maybe, but I, it's, like, cooler. Yeah, I I identify more with this kind of humor. Like, him messing with Goldfinger while they're playing golf and, like, that kind of thing. More the kind of humor I would go for, probably. Mm. So I, I appreciate it. You? I don't really have an opinion on the quips. Like, they're, I don't know. Shocking. Yeah, they're they're funny. They don't add or necessarily take yeah. away. At least in this one, like sure. there are other instances where yeah, it gets unbearable. But to me, it's just <laughs> it's just a line. It's said to nobody. But a lot of things done in movies are. Yeah, it's kind of a character build for him. Like the character of Bond in this one is so. Yeah, he's not even quippy, I guess, but calm and uh, he's very also, quiet, kind of yeah. generally and charming and just kind of grinning like he's mm-hmm. this is a good connery one he looks like he's really into it and having fun throughout it some of his later ones you can tell he's kind of checking out are we are we talking about bond yeah, maybe now? we shouldn't just yet okay. sorry uh title sequence song um i quite like the song i think it's one of my favorite songs mm, very good it's, song yeah it's a fucking awesome song it's got like so much um Depth, uh, brassy bass. Yeah, yeah. It, like it's grand. It's a huge, grand song. Oscar nominee. I don't think she won the Oscar for it, but no? it was the first one that was nominated. And yeah, that really set the template for <clears throat> songs to come for sure. It is, it's quite it literal, which is broad. Right. To the story, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the later ones, especially, it's hard to really draw a connection, but this one's just straight up this is the villain. Right. Mm. Yeah. I like the filmography that they use in the title sequence the, uh, as well. Like mm. I, I, the projection onto the body. Yeah. Like and the, yeah. in some of the other ones, it's a lot more. Like there's bodies that are moving and the image is following along on those bodies. Mm. But in this one, they're a little bit stationary. It's a little bit more muted. It's, it's a bit more deliberate, too. Like you saw Pussy Galore, Goldfinger, and then there was some clips from which you guys haven't seen yet. Uh, Dr. No and from Russia with Love. It's kind of like previously on, here's what Bond was up to, just as like a way to catch you up kind of thing. 
Yeah, the only one I really noticed was the changing uh, license plate. Oh, yeah. I noticed that. That was the only thing I picked up on that I remembered from seeing the movie before. Right. Other than that, I couldn't identify any of the clips. It is kind of a weird choice to show clips from the movie itself. It's almost like mm. a like a mini trailer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A trailer within the movie. But yeah, that song we will be singing all night. Yeah, it's quite catchy. Like some of these Bond songs are silly to just listen to. I mean, I know that I do all the time. <laughs> like have them on in the car or whatever but this one i don't know it's very fun it's such a bond song but it still works outside of bond a little bit it is i like when they incorporate the like classic kind of bond i can't sing yeah exactly yeah that's one those two kind of oh well my next segment here is the score right are you talking within the theme itself yeah when they do that little uh it's almost like uh like it's like sneaky. sampling. Yeah, yeah it, it, it yeah. is. You can but feel I, the same like harmonic progression. Totally, and yeah. I like that many of the the theme songs have that element in it. The early ones, One especially, Thunderball has it really well too. The same kind of like in between lines, or I don't know. You're the music guy, <laughs> but uh, yeah, sampling the original Bond. Theme yeah, like, for you sure. say like quotations probably more so. Yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. They're referencing it in the musical material, different melodies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, might as well talk about the score then. Brass, baby. That's what I wrote down. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to talk about it without talking about the rest of the movie, I guess, because it really makes what could be otherwise dull scenes pretty awesome. Like, the whole when Goldfinger and the fake soldiers are coming into Fort Knox, that... I'm dancing. If you guys can't see me, this is just for... uh, but we don't have video. It's interesting because the choices that are made in movies can either be quite distracting or it helps the movie so much. I found I didn't notice the score in this movie at all until they really? broke into Fort, Fort Knox. Like when they blow the gate, all of, and it was because it's the title song right. that I noticed it, Funny. which made me think, okay, does that mean it was a good score or a bad score? Which I think it means it was a, a good score at least, that I wasn't distracted and thinking, oh my gosh, this doesn't fit at all. There's definitely some who would believe if you don't notice it at all, it's doing its job. But mm-hmm. I, I'm the opposite I, here. I heard it the whole time. Oh, good, yeah. And usually I do, so I was surprised that I hadn't, but I think I was just paying attention to so many other things that I hadn't for some reason. It just depends on where you're approaching it from, too. Like, yeah. I noticed that the last couple podcasts, I didn't notice the score very much, so I right. was like, I'm going to, like, try to listen to the stuff this time. And I, yeah. and I really liked a lot of it. Like, I like when they came to America, and there was kind of a little less jazzy, more patriotic American-sounding brass Good catch. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. really good. And... To connect it to the next thing about actions and stuff, too, I noticed a lot of the action scenes, there was no music. That's common in Bond movies, for sure. Like, when Oddjob was taken, what's his name? The the gangster who they were killing. What the hell is his name? I don't know. Damn. John Travolta again. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Crushed that could Yeah, it, like, long, elaborate, ridiculous mm-hmm. scene that, to me, is only made good because of the score. Like, really... You know, what could otherwise be kind of boring, you're just watching a guy drive a guy to a junkyard and two inept agents chasing them. The score really makes it. But when there's like an intense action scene, a car chase or odd like job. And, fight with odd job at the yeah, end. Yeah, no music. Mm. So mm. some of the most iconic fights, there's no score. There's just, there's some often really good uh, sound effects, like a whistle yeah. or like a train is going and it's really loud. Yeah, or, or like whatever. the bomb was like, there was like a gurgling yes, the tick, sound. Yeah, the, the ticking yeah. of the clock too. Or like the electric wire had already been busted so you can mm-hmm. hear like electricity. 
That's stuff right, like yeah. that, but no music. I, I really like that because I feel like in a lot of modern movies, maybe not as much now, but like a few years ago or ten years ago, it would just be like those like John Williams, Hans Zimmer, like big drum sounds that you'd have right, in like right. every action to be yeah. like, you better feel the freaking energy, man. Yeah, you better, yeah. you better be energetic. Like, yeah, it puts a lot more uh, emphasis or reliance on the choreography and the sound effects and stuff yeah. it's not leaning on the music and to, to, yeah. to get the emotion out it's the intensity exactly. of everything else coming together it's not trying to like make you feel it it's like you know what's happening so like you should feel like you will feel the tension right 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 not being shoved upon you yeah that's noteworthy throughout most of films related to score that this movie does well better than a lot of them is I think it's called I haven't it's been a long time since I studied film but motifs I think they're called like in the Lord of the Rings movies like whenever the ring appeared there was a, a little yeah, note of yeah. music so like when Bond first steps up and introduces himself to Jill and says Bond James Bond like the like the little 007 theme went yeah. and when Goldfinger first framed in they did the Goldfinger theme I like that. I yeah. like little... And Oddjob had a motif. Whenever he popped out of a car, <laughs> the same little note okay. happened. I, I really like that in this That's flick. That's good. Uh, you mentioned action scenes. There aren't actually that many in this one. No, no not really. stunts. It's not an action flick. It's definitely more of a spy movie. Which I really like. I mean, we had the car chase, you know, where he like is like, oh, I, oh what, what, what thing didn't I use yet that you showed me? I guess I'll use that one next. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. What'd you think of that 60s car chase? It was fun, yeah. I mean, it was just like I was saying last time about like Chekhov's remote control. Like, oh, you know, he's gonna use this. Cause, right, like, right. We, we saw it in the beginning. I was just like, oh, when, what's he gonna use next? You know, the thing I wrote about that actually was it, it was very like Mario Kart item. <laughs> totally, yeah. That's yeah. a good point. <laughs> the second half after Tilly dies, the second half of the car chase, like through the little courtyard of the smelting place Oric Enterprises there I liked that a lot but like with the mirror and it was kind of like a maze you know mm -hmm. like one of those old like where a guy's running it through one alley and then the guy who's chasing him goes across the other one like the camera was up high and the cars are kind of going in every direction it's like a Mario Kart course kind of like a Mario Kart course mm -hmm. there you go those like battle stages when you're trying to like each other i wrote uh gatekeeper woman <laughs> the, yeah, the kind yeah. old lady who opens the the gate and then can barely handle that friggin machine gun that's a whole hilarious very funny and like, yeah, i found that whole like evasion of the foot soldiers section of the movie very silly like everything yeah. else was like pretty serious grounded yeah like you know you had said there's a lot of suspension of disbelief. There is, but that especially, I think, especially, when you're trying to escape the foot soldiers, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's the first act is pretty grounded, mm -hmm. but yeah, when he gets to Austria and then especially Fort like America on the third act, you really got to start suspending disbelief. But yeah, the first act is all just spy stuff. Mm -hmm. We don't really. I guess since there's not a lot of action, we should talk about some of the cool spy stuff, like the golf match or him mm. uh, tracking him through Austria. Some of the most beautiful shots mm -hmm. of the series when he's driving the DB5 through Austria. Not a, why do I keep saying Austria? It's Switzerland. Yeah. I don't know why I always say Austria. Anyway, bored or do you like that kind of thing? I like that's what I live for. A lot of people are like well, these old ones are boring and slow. They want more action. I love that shit. I love like like the golf game and stuff like that. I love those. I love the winning the game against the villain stuff. That's yeah, really yeah. good. 
Yeah, I like a clever spy more than like a blunt instrument. So I I like that when it seems like he's you know he's following someone, he's getting intel. I find that really engaging. Yeah, that's why you love Roger Moore and uh, Sean Connery. You love the spy, not the blunt instrument of Daniel Craig, just yeah. busting through drywall. Right, exactly. Yeah. Wins a poker game by like curing himself of like poison or whatever. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's much more to it than that. But I, I know, but like I was like, oh, it's gonna be a great poker game, and it's just like, oh, it comes down. He won on the river. <laughs> on the river. Uh, yeah, the golf game. It took me like, this is your first time seeing it, you're a second. I had to watch it so many times before I understood that ruse. I'm terrible at watching movies though, especially these ones. Apparently. Yeah, like, I'm always so distracted and excited about one thing that I miss like the minutiae, the simple stuff. So like that trick isn't actually that complicated. Gold, so Swap, did he, swapping the ball, you mean? Yeah. Did he cheat? Already, yeah, finger, odd, yeah, odd job cheated. He dropped the ball, so he lost a ball and dropped a second one. He, he the lost same... the ball because Bond was standing on it, right? Right, right. Okay. But yeah. then they were like, Oh, I found it. He's like, Oh, I know it's fake, yada yada. But then, like, then he, he switched them out, he when switched he them up. so that he could be disqualified later, yeah, 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 for five thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Goldfinger, that's pretty neat what they do. We're gonna go off uh, our format here, but who cares. Because uh, we got to talk about him a little bit in the first act. This is also kind of unusual to get so much of the villain the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Normally, you don't get to know the villain quite so well. Yeah, that's true. We do in the few that we've watched so far, actually. But kind ne- of. I remember in Casino Royale, like the first one, I was like, well, I don't know why Lashif. Like, I don't know much about Lashif. Right, but we like right away we see that he cheats at cards. He's like, mm. you know, a huge businessman. He's a millionaire. He has companies around the world, and he's cheating could get arrested by the Miami police cheating at, what were they playing, gin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At some hotel? Some I forget who the guy was. Well, yeah, what were they playing for? Five or ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And he cheated at that. He cheats at golf. He's just a, a gross... Can't indie, stand to lose. Can't stand to lose guy. It's neat to get so much character development for a villain. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Even some of the other best ones, like it, your Silvas and stuff, you don't get a whole lot of development. Even like his escort leaves with Bond, so then he kills her. Mm. <laughs> like he can't stand it's a classic to villain thing to do, right? Yeah. That was in Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Again, this sets the trend for a lot mm. of movies. Yeah. yeah. Have your hedge person go in and kill the lady who was supposed to be with me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about the bomb? When he turns it on and it says, I think it's like three and a half minutes, and it ticks fast. Those aren't seconds. No. It ticks down like 15 seconds in that one shot. And then, yeah, it's several minutes later. And then at the end, after Bond takes out Oddjob, there's like 22 seconds, and he looks, and then the shot goes back up to his face, and he looks back down. It's still like 22 seconds. And (laughs) it like showed it. I mean, again, suspend disbelief. Maybe time isn't, like they're showing five seconds with him and then that same five seconds again upstairs as they're trying to get into the vault but that old scientist dude who or the nuclear guy who turns it off at the end he's on like the top stair at 12 seconds and somehow gets down to turn it off by 007 it was really funny that you know he's just like bond is standing there like sweating like looking around being like what the hell like for like 20 30 seconds and the guy just comes up he doesn't even like look he's just like oh yeah I got it would have been it would have been hilarious if the camera panned down and there was just an off switch i have a whole thing about that in my bond section when we get to that that Bond is just inept <laughs> in this movie. Well, he's just a horny teenager. Kind of. Yeah, other people have commented about that on this. 
I have location sets, outfits, vehicles, that stuff. We should talk about that stuff. Then we can yeah, talk that's... about the characters yeah. a bit more. Yeah. This is one of my favorite for Like, there's a lot of locations. There's wherever mysterious place in South America for the pre-title. Miami, London, Geneva, then Kentucky. And you get, you know, a lot of each of those places. And the sets are amazing. Mm -hmm. Anything stand out? about any of the locations. Are you starting to see that in these movies, that the locations mm -hmm. play an important part? Like, do you look for it, or does it Yeah, I mean, we're doing a podcast about it, so we talk about all this stuff. So, sure. of course, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> you know, not I, blocking you out completely. No, I, I, to me. I'm, like, leading the witness too much. I should, we should format it differently. So I'm just like, what did you find about this? And then afterward, I point something out, maybe. Rather, mm. like, I'm so, like... Yeah, leaving you breadcrumbs to what I love about it. <laughs> I mean, it's giving me a good foundation. Maybe next sure. one, like, don't tell me a thing about the movie. That's a good idea. And we'll see how I how I interpret it then. That's a great idea. You lead it with questions. Yeah, um, yeah. Because even this one, I remember you mentioned the duck on his head at the beginning. So at the beginning, yeah. I was like, I see a duck. Yeah. <laughs> well, the last, so Tomorrow Never Dies ended with him and... Uh, Wei Lin swimming in the Pacific. So if mm -hmm. we're following this chronology thing, presumably he just kept swimming all the way to South America and popped out with that duck on his head to continue this mission. Is it a duck Natural. or a seagull? Seagull, whatever. A bird. <laughs> Some <foul>. A dove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I quite liked a lot of the sets. Like, they were mm. really beautiful. And the outfits that everybody's wearing, I thought were very well done in, in almost every instance. Him yeah. and Goldfinger have some awesome outfits for sure. Definitely. Sorry, before we get to outfits, the, oh. the sets, like mm -hmm. the interior yeah. sets. When they first, I, at first I wrote down the Gold Lord guy's dining room, but then I found out his name was Smithers. The guy who is telling M and Bond about uh, mm -hmm. why they're losing money uh, on gold or whatever, that yeah. clear, uh, somebody's smuggling gold out, we think it's Goldfinger, his ridiculously huge, elaborate dining room. Yeah, and they even like, pan over to, like, a dessert table. Right, to show you everything. Yeah, like, yeah, that's nice. that's at Pinewood Studios. They built that, I yeah. assume, anyway. Mm -hmm. That one almost looked authentic. Like, they maybe were on location. Like, yeah. the dock and the pre... Like, when he comes up with the thing on his that head... That looked like a set. That was definitely a set. They yeah. built that. They built Goldfinger's Lounge. They built Fort Knox. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff they built from scratch that friggin vault door <laughs> like i love when you can i know it's not cool you're supposed to just believe it's real but i like when you can tell that they just <laughs> built it like when it first opens and then the bottom part goes into the floor it kind of shakes totally. <laughs> like yeah. it looks like tinfoil not what's a real the, vault. what's the one where they go to new orleans Live and let die. Yeah, like that's like the door. Whatever the guy, I can't it's remember his name is. Kananga. Yeah, and he shuts the door and, and it always bounces. bounces a little. Like these are yeah. clearly cardboard cutout doors. Yeah. <laughs> the safe in this one, actually, I remember we had been watching a movie another time, another Bond movie, obviously, and uh, there was a safe, and I said, I'm pretty sure this is the same safe door that they use in Goldfinger. <laughs> like they just kept it and painted totally, it a different color. Totally could be. That's hilarious. There was another one where I felt like I noticed something move. Oh, his airplane. I want to talk about the bathroom with multiple people. <laughs> like, I, that never struck yeah. me before. Like, make sure you keep an eye on Mr. Or on 007 or Mr. Bond or whatever. Like, do you think they often have prisoners? Or is Goldfinger just a perv who has peepholes into the bathroom for when he has dates up there? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that the stewardess <laughs> knows about it. Right. Indicates yeah. that maybe they do frequently monitor people. Like, even her frequently monitors somebody That's her job. in the bathroom. What was her name? Mai? Miley or Ming or something. <laughs> yeah. 
when he got his Maybe martini. she's the perv, actually. Yeah. Could be, yeah. Well, she seemed pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, she was. My pleasure, Mr. Goldfinger. She knows how to make a martini, anyway. Uh, I did like the, the sink. Yeah, I liked the construction of the set of the airplane as a whole. The bathroom mm. even was really cool. They had a really cool sink, which I pointed out to you guys, and neither of you noticed, but Sorry. that's all right. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, it was only, yeah. I tried to look for it, but there was only like one it shot. It was one of it. shot. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Though. The whole interior, it's like an ornate. all the uh, like the couches and everything. Yeah, the, it looked The fabric really good. was all gold. Like, right. yeah. And he like time. wakes up there, right? And she's like, "Hello, I'm Pussy Galore," and he's like, "Am I dreaming? Yeah. I must be dreaming. I must be." That that was really good though. Yeah, 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 yeah great set. And the other two amazing sets are his lounge at Fort Knox. And uh, but before that, the torture table, like when he's laying on that huge room, yeah. that big black room with the laser above him. Like yeah. imagine walking on it. It's huge too. Like with the you know the little computer room up on the steps there that Goldfinger walks up. But otherwise, it's just this big empty room with a table in the middle. Like what practical use does this room probably, have? Probably they were testing the laser, right? I, okay, cool. I'm with you. Yeah, what yeah, was the, is the laser just to open the safe at Fort Knox? Is that its yeah. entire reason? Presumably it was it? used also to cut up his car into pieces to smelt the gold down, right? Because yeah. he would mm. always turn it, maybe? And I don't just know. do, like, gold stuff, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't need I a loved... very powerful laser to melt gold. It's, like, one of the easiest. You can bend gold. I don't know if this is the right time to talk about it, maybe when we talk about him more, but his little speech when the laser first starts and it's creeping up, I love gold, Mr. Bond. I have since I was a child. I love everything about it. It's color. Mm -hmm. and the, what a great little yeah, like speech. We don't really have a section to talk about all the nonsense characters, but so we'll talk about it this at the same time. But his big elaborate uh, war room with the pool table and the bar with all like he looks like he's having the time of his life playing with those buttons, <laughs> moving the pool table around. Ah, what's with that tricky pool table? <laughs> and then like, uh, yeah. did you notice he crosses his arms once? He's like he uses his left hand to turn a knob and then with his right hand reaches over the left hand to like touch yeah. a button he's like and like looking all over the place fancy and, tricks yeah he's stoked he's, he's been waiting he's DJing this room he's been practicing <laughs> like he's such a kid it's like his video yeah. game and none of that's necessary i'm picturing like, the oh. engineer coming in okay so mr goldfinger when you turn this knob <laughs> right your map will drop from the ceiling and this is the 60s yeah. so the manual that came with it is like the size of a dictionary for sure <laughs> and none of it meant anything because he kills them all immediately after this yeah is, it's so and, fucking weird and it's like he has like the whole room set up for this like one plan right like there's right. like a map takes up the whole wall <laughs> he has like a miniature of fort yeah. knox and like not just the miniature on the pool table well, then the whole room opens up and it's a bigger manager. Yeah. And even like the one the one guy who protests, he leaves whenever he dies. But the rest of them were all pretty enthusiastic yeah, they're, about they're it. They were along for the And ride. he still kills them. Yeah. So I uh, guess maybe just because he wanted their resources, but he didn't want to actually pay them the ten million. I, yeah, exactly. But then why tell them everything? Because he's psychotic, I guess. That's the thing you always gotta follow. Yeah. yeah, that's the villain. I mean yeah, you could spend so much time asking that with most of these movies. Like, why did the villains do Like, why did he even let Bond survive? Right? Well, like, they th Bond did keep saying, I'm somehow in communication with my people. 
if they if I don't check in, they're gonna come in. So as long as I'm out here, they think I'm still spying. Which was actually which, true. Yeah, sort of. That's why mm. when uh, Felix and his buddy were spying in right. Kentucky, he's like, okay, they might be working for Bond. Bond may not have been lying. Let's make them think that he's still here doing it's his job. Let's keep him happy, keep him comfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why they didn't kill him. I mean, Goldfinger might have done the big elaborate plot reveal just for his own satisfaction, because he does say that when Bond says, I enjoyed your presentation, and Goldfinger so says, I. so did I. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's I think it is true. just... It could have just been like a narcissistic, I want everyone to know what I'm doing. I do. I mean, yeah. If I, if I had a big plan to like break into Fort Knox, I'd probably want to tell someone. Rather than just write like, a diary. But why didn't he... If that was the case, it should have been, as he's like tiptoeing out... And I lied. I'm actually going to nuke the whole thing. Ma! And then jumps out and then gasses them. It wasn't even the true story. He was yeah, still telling them he was going to rob it. Anyway. Yeah, it is a confusing The plot. mind of a madman. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the type of stuff I'm talking about where you got to really suspend disbelief. Right. But one, well, two more things on the set. Well, there's two layers of it. The real world, where they actually hired a guy <laughs> to build that set. Like, that actually happened. That, that's not CG. That's a real thing that Ken Adam designed and his team had to build, which is crazy enough. But imagine in that world, Goldfinger commissioning that from yeah, someone. Yeah, exactly. Like I was saying while we were watching, I want a movie about the company that designs layers for villains. <laughs> Or even just the model. Like, you want a model of Fort Knox? Yes, and 100% accurate, please. Uh, what are your intentions with this model? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just did it. It has fan. to be super discreet people, <laughs> yeah. like one of those, you know, they're basically like gun runners right. who, like, just don't ask questions. <clears throat> Sorry, you haven't seen this yet, but remember A View to a Kill the, with his big table in the blimp? Mm-hmm. He had a huge table that opens up, and there's a whole model of Silicon Valley. So the same company. So create some fictional parallel to Bond movie where there's one company where all these villains are getting these models. <laughs> That'd I'm, be a great like mockumentary style. Totally, oh my God. I would watch the shit out of that movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Is it Golden Gun? Gold? I don't know. One of the ones where there's the gunsmith and you see you meet the gunsmith. It's man with the golden gun. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. You actually meet the person who's making these things that yeah. the villains are using. That's a good scene. Alright, outfits, gadgets, vehicles. Well, there's only really one vehicle, and it's talk about iconic. I guess we kind of talked about that with the car chase, but... I like all the white-walled tires in this movie. That's my only comment about uh, about vehicles. (laughs) The what? White-walled tires. (laughs) Like tires that are white on the sides instead of black. Oh, Oh, nice. I didn't notice. Nice. (laughs) I really want to drive that car through... Switzerland back. Mm. I think I already said that. Mm. Yeah. I like the blue romper. Oh, man. Oh, the, yeah. I would definitely I mean, wear that at the beach. Mm. Or maybe only yeah, I yeah. say that, then I'd get it and I would put it on and be like, what the fuck am I doing? I am not stepping outside. Nah, you Because I don't it. have the nerve. I might. You get the nerves. So, uh, the romper, the white tux. Another thing about the car, actually, Sorry. I really liked the scene where they crushed that car. Yes. It was really satisfying to see. Like, they took their time with those shots at different <laughs> angles, good sound it's effects. Like an ASMR. Wonder, yeah. like, was that technology new? Right. Like, why they're did we need off. to? Yeah, like, the they're bonds... sponsored by the junkyard. Like, <laughs> they're like, see how hot we can do this. Right. Or, like, somebody, somebody's brother owns that, and it was like a favor the producer owed. Like, all right, King, you know, 
I'll forgive your debt at this Italian restaurant if you just, you know, feature my brother's junkyard in your movie. <laughs> Give him five minutes. Did you ever, have you guys seen the little toaster or whatever? Do you remember that cartoon? The brave little toaster? Yeah, yeah I yeah. feel like I remember there being a junkyard scene where they crushed up something. And it was like the villain? Yeah, yeah. like maybe the toaster and his friends, like other appliances, are on the conveyor belt to be crushed or incinerated or something. Mm. To me, this is like that. Like every kid sees this in a cartoon and they're like, does that really exist? I wonder what it really looks like. I wish I could go to a junkyard and then here it is. They just gave it to you in real, yeah, yeah. In real film. Yeah. <laughs> it is something that you kind of just, you're along for the ride with and they're like, wait a minute, is this still hot? Oh my God, and now they're bringing in the magnet and they're picking it up and he's taking it away. And it was like high resolution footage. That was like their best camera, you know? Like there's some yeah. crappy kind of quality shots because it's pretty dated, but like right, that right. was like, they're like, oh, Well, we are watching the Blu-rays, but it's all touched up. But yeah, yeah. you're right. That did look good. Yeah. It's so weird. I mean, this series does that a lot. Like, features some kind of cool new thing or cool new technology. Mm. That's one of the things the franchise is known for. But I can't imagine Crushing Cars was new in 64, but maybe it was. The I don't know. The thing I really don't understand is if, if and we need Mythbusters for this, <laughs> if he could drive away with that crushed up cube of a car in the back of his little mini truck. And, yeah. no and, was, and even if you could, is it really easy to then smelt that car down to get your gold rather than odd job just opening the trunk and taking the bars out? Before they crush before it? Before they crush it. Maybe he needs to have. Maybe the he needs junkyard man needs to have plausible deniability maybe. about what was in the car. And like the DNA is still in there of Mr. Yeah, Soro. they're also getting rid of the body, kind mm -hmm. of right. Burying it with their dead horses back at their ranch, I guess. <laughs> God, it's, that is a weird scene. I mean, I like it because of the score and the oddity of it all, but. Right. <laughs> I'm often like, I can't believe this is still going. And I'm always nervous watching it with someone new that they're going to think, what the hell is the point of this? But I'm glad you guys liked <laughs> no, it. No, I liked it. It's it really good. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Glad you liked it. All right, more outfits. Bond just looks really good the whole time. Like, mm. all of his suits fit like, his, really His well. golf outfit with that hat. Oh, the golf thing. And he's mm. wearing, like, a top hat, too, for some reason, or a fedora. Oh, no, it's like a fedora, yeah. 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 I forget at what point he's wearing, like, a navy blue skinny suit with a skinny tie. That's in uh, Geneva, I think. Yeah. Because when he's on the plane, he's wearing like his black spy commando gear, and then right. he changes into that awesome three-piece suit that I like a lot, that yeah. he's wearing for most of the uh, Kentucky stuff. That like tight-fit blue and like skinny black tie, that came very much back in fashion a few years ago. I, his like cool madman outfit at the end is really good too. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the, the final scene when he's like handcuffed to the nuke. Right. He's, like that's Don Draper's suit. Yeah. The, Black suit with the skinny black tie, the Beatles suit. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. You can't drink a 1953 Dom Perignon above whatever temperature. I forget what degree Four, Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost like listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. Man, <laughs> mad chirp to the Beatles. I'm kidding. This yeah. guy does not like the Beatles. Uh, sorry. Sidebar there. Is that uh, is that true to the novels or is that something Oh yeah, that's he's screen? a jazz fan. Uh, yeah, he course. does. Yeah. I guess then the Beatles were like, you know, like little girl pop music, right? Yeah, 64 was, they're after like Hard Day's Night and stuff, but it's before Revolver and White Album and whatnot. Only one vehicle, gadgets, not many gadgets either, just a tracker. 
homing device. Yeah. yeah the car like his, is a gadget, yeah, basically. I felt one. like his best gadget was actually in the pre-title sequence, which is like whatever that toothpaste explosion. C4 was, yeah, yeah, yeah the plastique. <laughs> that was very And cool. his friggin' uh, harpoon, or not harpoon, uh, yeah, the hell do you call it? Grappling hook. His grappling yeah, gun, yeah. which was a full big rope. rope. <laughs> And it didn't, it didn't follow the grappling hook at all. It was I like know. somebody threw it like, after. Right, there was a little like PA next to him with like a cannon to yeah. shoot this robot <laughs> exactly. next to him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but whatever, the music and the set made it work for me. Yeah, yeah there is some of that like kind of awkward oh, he... 60s, you know, yeah, low. Yeah. It's not low budget, but it's just low tech, I guess. They just know? can't cover it up. The stuff exactly. So well. Yeah, it is unfortunate sometimes. But, but it's but it's done well. Mm-hmm. There's just little things like that that are awkward, or you know, there even in that pre-title sequence, I noticed a spot where Bond kind of tr- well, when Sean Connery trips a little bit, and instead of reshooting it, they just kind of left it in. <laughs> stuff like that, I don't because characters can trip. I don't mind that, but. But Some of the outrageous look, fights. It doesn't look and, as cool. It's seamless. I don't you know, know why people get shot so funny mm. back in the 60s. Yeah. Oh, like that, the, what was that jump cut where she like crashes her car? Oh, that is oh, one of the yeah. worst of the... Yeah. Like, yeah. There's some really bad ones in Dr. No, which is the first one. Um, but I think this... Yeah, when Tilly crashes her car might be the worst cut of the whole series yeah. as far yeah, as like really bad. bad special effects. Yeah, like they they wind it up, like they speed up the crash, and then she just sort of stops. Like it's yeah. poorly edited too. Yeah. There was something that just flashed. We're going all over the place with this one, but whatever. Something I just thought of, and I can't remember in the pre-title sequence. The thing just explodes, sort of on topic. The weird special effect. I think they just shake the camera to make it look like the building shook, <laughs> and everybody else leaves, and he lights his... Right before that happens, when he goes to light his cigarette, and he uses the cigarette for light on his watch to check the uh, time, and then it goes off. Did you guys catch that? No, I didn't. So fucking cool. That's He's a just, cool move. He leans against the pillar or whatever, and that cool little bar, puts a cigarette in his mouth, looks at his watch, puts his lighter next to his watch to check the time, lights yeah. the cigarette, and then it goes off. So fucking cool. That's cool. He is the, uh, I know that you're going to have some qualms with him, and he is useless at times, but he is cool. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like the main gadget was like the radar, I guess, yeah. which was really annoying because he was just like, oh, I got to check my radar, you know, like he's checking Ping! Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> because you're like, okay, really loud. It's just... Listening to that for hours as yeah, yeah, he yeah. drives through Switzerland. I love when he was watching it when Tilly first enters the scene and passes him, and he's like, he gets so excited, he's like, ooh, I'm gonna chase this pretty girl. No discipline, 007. Discipline. <laughs> discipline. <laughs> I love that. It, like, the delight in his eyes. He's like a schoolboy. Totally. He's just like, ooh, <laughs> like his eyes light up, and then, ah. M's gonna yell at me again if I do this. <laughs> exactly. Someone's gonna die again if I do this. I'm fine, I'll do my job. <laughs> yeah, then she shoots at him and he uh, just forgets about that and starts chasing her instead. All right, well, that's her. You at one point said, man, there's a lot of There's girls a lot of in women this. in this movie. In this. Yeah. A lot of them, which is nice. I mean, there's no one. I mean, Pussy Galore is probably like the most prominent. Like, Even though she doesn't show up till the third act. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, none of them stick around very long, nor... I mean, both of the Masterson sisters, they obviously drive the plot a lot, so that's important. Yeah. But, like, they're not key figures. You don't know them. No. You Pussy's don't... the only one that has a big impact on the plot, Yeah. really. Yeah. Tilly was just a distraction and got herself... Like, it sucks that she dies and Oddjob kills her, but because she was so bent on revenge... 
Bond had to like go and stop her from shooting them and they tripped that wire and mm -hmm. then they got caught, you mm -hmm. know, and that's how he got caught. Mm -hmm. He was on the verge of finding out what was going on and then she kind of fucked it up. Yeah. So they're more in the damsel category. Well, the first one is just nothing. He just meets her and like she's beautiful and pretty funny and charming and stuff, but she's only in it for about five minutes. Has yeah. the, the iconic shot of her being covered in paint, but mm -hmm. that's about all she serves is... Yeah, I found it interesting, like, that Bond is a character, in my knowledge and experience, I guess, is, like, uh, loosely attached to women, like, quite loosely, so it surprised me how personally he took her death, that, like, M, you know, is saying that he can't go on this mission because he's taking it too personally because Goldfinger killed his lady, but, but he like, was pretty pissed when he woke up and she was dead, like, more so yeah. than... Brosnan is often when he gets a woman killed. Yeah, like, like is, just, is your is your theory that this movie is early in his career? Because maybe that's why this is his fourth mission according to this current <laughs> chronology. But because uh, then maybe that could explain it that as he goes on, he becomes more jaded and less attached to like the women. But, if you watch them all as quickly as we're watching them, you find that that is a bit of a myth. Be just because of the numbers, there's so many of them, and he. So many women die that you just assume he's cold or whatever. But nearly every time, it does affect him. Okay. He's not nearly as cold as the myth hmm. suggests he is. Right. He's usually affected and then wants revenge in some way. That's almost always a part of his mission. Okay. It's a personal thing. Well, I'm happy for that to be wrong then. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he's he can be cold and obviously doesn't consider women in all of his decisions. But they're important to him. Like, mm -hmm. they're, they're not... I don't know. They're not throwaways or anything. Or very rarely. There are a few bad movies where he just doesn't care at all. But that, I find that more rare, actually. I was going to say the thing about Tilly's the second girl, right? Yeah. It didn't really seem like she fucked it up like he did, right? Like, he came, like she was going to shoot the guy or whatever. And then Bond comes up and is like, what are you doing? And, like, makes her trip the wire. Sure. Like, it's that, not... that, that could be both. I mean, she fucked up by thinking she could do that. She had an open shot in broad daylight and missed by, like, 15 yards. You think she's going to do it at night? <laughs> like, with that okay. little rifle? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's it's a weird plot. you got to kind of accept that maybe she is a good shot. But from what we could see, she had her shot, almost hit Bond by mistake, and then she creeps in at night. And, like, it was dark down there. She wasn't like to do it. And he had his own mission. I don't know. You're, you're yeah, right. Yeah, like, you know, she's she's just tr going after this vengeful thing, but he's trying to save the world. So I can <laughs> well, see why he believes he's that. He's trying to know, save just... some rich lord some gold because yeah. gold shares in the UK are on their way down. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't know right, at, at first. at this point, he doesn't know about the bomb. No, nobody yeah. knows about that. It's just somebody smuggling gold. <laughs> I was going to say, like, most of the movie, uh, the plot, I was like, it's just about money, I yeah. guess. Like, yeah. who cares? Sometimes, unfortunately, it's just Especially the UK. Especially early is ones. Well, there's the world is not enough. Brazi's second last is pretty gross. It's just Talks about, about oil. M, yeah, yeah, M's buddy lost a bunch of money, mm. and like the government is trying to help him out. It's really fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, at first it's yeah. just the government is missing out on taxes because somebody's smuggling gold out of the country. Yeah. Uh, well, so, maybe one could argue that the taxes go towards social security. Sure. So. <laughs> like it is yeah. worth looking 100%. into, and we don't we don't want corrupt evil businessmen yeah of course finding loopholes to not pay taxes so it is worth fighting but yeah. we were talking sure. about stakes in the last yeah the stakes are pretty low in this one yeah 
It's just like even with the nuke, the stakes are pretty low. Yeah. When it's just about money and like people are dying along this path, it's not like tax collectors. It's like James <laughs> Bond is like killing people trying to get like some gold back. Or yeah. tell Mrs. Masterson the stakes are low with her two dead, beautiful daughters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like a unspoken tragedy of this movie that these two sisters died within apparently weeks of each other. Yeah. Well, you said there's quite a few. So is there more than the two Mastersons and? Pussy? Uh, money. Like the, I mean, there's oh, all the, penny, the flying of circus, of yeah. course. Um, the, yeah, money penny. I always uh, like money The girl penny. in the tub. Yes, the That's girl true. in the tub. The stewardess on the plane. Yeah. So this is your first uh, Lois Maxwell and uh, Sean Connery. Oh, money penny? Yeah. 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 What'd you think of those two? It was, yeah, flirtatious. Good. I like yeah. Money Penny as a character. Always a fun scene. Yeah, I'm always conflicted about Money Penny because at the on the one hand, I know she. You're always conflicted about all the women in I the know, series. But it's like they are they're... so along for the ride. No, I know. Like, especially I mean, her. She, yeah, that's the thing, right? She, she isn't. She's in love with Bond, but she's not. Like, she's just joking and she's just having fun with it, which I like. But I just don't like that it paints her as kind of this like desperate. Pawning, but she doesn't sometimes seem desperate. It, no, no she sometimes very, it does. Like, strong. Yeah, yeah like some she, of the Roger Moore ones, it gets a little weird. Like she really wishes he would just settle yeah. down with her. But yeah. this one wasn't like that at all. Like this was no. a quite positive yeah, just flirtation. Totally. And she I, made a joke about like getting married. She is. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's certainly not like a workplace environment that like. that's acceptable today. But <laughs> no, but I do like that. You know, her boss is listening in on her and kind of smacks her, and she doesn't care at all. Yeah, doesn't yeah, phase yeah. her. She's like, whatever. This is my space. I can do what I want. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I can flirt with my coworker if I so please myself with. <laughs> we commented on this a little bit before. Well, all right, we're talking about Money Penny. Let's talk about M and Q. Why does everybody hate Bond except for Money Penny in this one? Man, Q and M are. Mm -hmm. I guess because he fucked up in Miami. This all factors into my hypothesis about Bond being a terrible at his job yeah, in like, this movie. At the beginning, he's like, so sorry, I'm like, I'll try, okay? Just let <laughs> yeah. me know what's going on. Yeah, he's like, uh, if you would tell me anything about this mission, I could do it. Like, yeah, maybe there's a reason he's not telling you, because you're not very good at your job. an angsty teen. Yeah. Oh, come on. I think he is... Okay, we're jumping to Bond for a moment here. I think he is a calm, cool, collected, classy intelligent clever spy but i don't think he's good at his job when q is trying to teach him about how to use the car just he rolling his rolls eyes, his eyes <laughs> and, and it's like okay well you're not going to be able to do any of this hey. you know you're just flicking buttons otherwise you're going to say the same when we get to talking about pussy too but at the end of the day he gets the job done totally <laughs> like whatever it is and that's why i am throughout the series is so annoyed at his means, mm -hmm. but the ends are worth it. Like, but, he yeah, gets the job done. Some of it just kind of falls into place for him. You know, when yeah. he, after he escapes his prison cell, and, you know, he climbs up the wall, gets the guard, and then, so that was good. That was, you know, a clever trying. Way to get out there. Yeah. And then he just kind of saunters around. He has no plan after that. Yeah, what do yeah, you mean? He eavesdrops a little yeah, bit, gets caught again. Yeah. Well, like, had... <laughs> No, it works, it works out for him. It's just kind of but funny. But no, like he, what else would you have? Like he sneaks down the hall and that happens to be where the villain totally. is telling all the other bad guys exactly what to And he writes it down, wraps a gadget in it, has a plan. I think it that just, is a show. I think that's good. I think he does a I'll, great job. If we're talking about the coolness of the movie, who stops him? Pussy does. Another strong female character. Right. Like this is a, I don't know, I think it's a good thing. I like that he keeps trying. Oh, definitely. And failing in this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, it was just his 
seduction capabilities that got it since everything yeah. else failed. Yes. Yeah. But, you um, know, again, like him not being able to defuse the bomb when someone, yeah. he's never, who, someone who's never seen the bomb, well, he's I, had a few minutes. That was the guy that they sent who knew nukes. All right. So, but he walks in and he apparently flicks it off with a button. Yeah. Well, he knew what to do. But yeah, I mean, not that, every fine. agent knows yeah. how to disarm a nuke. They probably I mean, taught him after this. Probably. Like, well, he they probably, does. They just, probably taught him and he wasn't paying attention. Yeah, you're rolling his eyes and thinking about <laughs> pussy. Exactly. Yeah. All right, all right. I don't know why I'm always defending it because yeah, I like how when he is trying to defuse it, he's just. Touching, poking at wires, just, and then he holds like the thing that's spinning. He's like, "I'll hold this yeah, motor. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that'll stop it. Yeah, it'll maybe slow that would down work, a second. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that was the friggin'. That's uh, why the timing is off. <laughs> the countdown. No, I oh mean, I, I think he, I think he does. I think he is a great spy, especially from a movie perspective. He's exactly the kind of spy I want to watch. I just don't mm -hmm. think he's the kind of spy I would want to actually be in a position to protect me in real life. Because I think he... Not you. <laughs> Man. Especially not me. Yeah. Women uh, do not do well around him. No. Um. But, you know, his, his bosses, they give him a hard time. I think all the evidence points to him being poor at his job. I No, I, I think it's he's a poor employee and mm. uh, poor to work with, and he's dangerous and volatile, but at the end of the day, always gets the job done. Fair That's enough. why he's... like That's the character. Right. Very. If he was like cool all around, it's much less compelling and wouldn't have existed this long. Like he's got to have flaws. flaws and fuck ups, and he's also an outsider. He's he has a, like we learned in Casino Royale, he has a chip on his shoulder because he came from nothing. Like he was an orphan who probably had good grades and this and that to get up to the academy to get noticed and all that, but always has a chip on his shoulder about the elite. Right. That's why he's sort of he likes classy things but disdains it at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's like he likes to kind of take advantage of it, right? Like have right. the fancy hotel and mm. exactly. But he he never really accepts that he entirely belongs and rolls his eyes when people. I mean, I do that. I hate being instructed. Well, and that's why he's anything. like an angsty teen, right? Yeah. He's like, I don't belong here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm better. No one. Than no one I'm gets me. So much better than you. Just give me the information, Em. <laughs> Let me do my job. Yeah. Uh, well, that was quite a bit of bond right there, but we could bounce over to talk about the villains. Before, what do you think of, uh... We didn't talk about pussy yet. Oh, yeah. sorry. Talk more about pussy. I'll talk about pussy. Go for it. Well, pussy... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Pussy Galore's character. I think that the... I mean, yeah, there's a lot of problems there with her interactions with everybody else. I want to ask, what did you guys take from the line... When she says, your charms are no use to me, I'm immune. I don't do you, interpret it as you do. I, no, it's not an interpretation. Oh. What, do you infer anything from that? Just that she's cool and like I, I'm not going to be wooed by your flirtation? I, that, I mean, yeah, I guess that's the surface. So most people say that's... So in the book, she's explicitly gay. Mm-hmm. So they, she's not in this. I don't find... like It's not clear if you just watch the movie. And I was trying to watch it without thinking of that. And it's not. I don't no. think she's... So one of the problems that people have with this is that it's anti-queer because Bond they just turns her. her straight. No, it's not that they wrote her straight. It's that she was gay and Bond turns her straight. That all a gay woman needs is a Bond or whatever. Right. But they didn't explicitly make her gay in this. I don't I don't think. I wouldn't no. say. Because that scene, like it's based off that one line, I'm immune. But that could just mean I'm above your schoolboy flirtatious antics. I'm above that. I'm a professional. Yeah, That's I how I take that. it. Yeah. So that being said, I find 
some of the other stuff a bit less problematic because it's not also turning her, which is obviously problematic. And oh my god, if you read the books, he's got some problems with race and some problems with homosexuals. Mm. Ian Fleming, for sure. Yeah. The books are much more homophobic. I mean, this is the generation that arrested Turing for being gay, the friggin' war hero. So, not excusing it at all. It's just horrible times for that. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted yeah. you guys talking about pussy. Pussy galore. Keep talking about pussy. She was good. <laughs> she was a good character. She was strong. She's awesome. Uh, the big scene that, you know, we were talking about before this and everything where they're in the barn. And so my interpretation of this, I'll just start on it. Like, she is like, no bond. And he, like, pulls her and is like, but what if? And then she's like, no bond. Do you think he was saying, at first, when she's trying to leave... Is he trying, I interpret it as, listen, we got to talk. He's, he's a madman, because right before they come in, he's quite mad, you know. And then lures her in there, basically. But she's trying to walk away like, I see where this is going. He's half trying to seduce her, half saying, like, look, you're a reasonable person. This guy's about to kill 60,000 people. You can't just walk away. And if you look, she is a part of this. Him pulling her back in. I might be reaching here, but yeah. that's not... He has to stop her. Yeah. He could have killed her. He should have killed her. If they're about to all kill 60,000 people, poisoning them, he should have stopped her. He should have cuffed her, killed her, whatever. He's an agent. So grabbing her by the arm and pulling her back in, up to there, that part's not bad. Yeah, I think my interpretation of it, the first time I watched it was definitely... I was just so surprised by what I was watching that I wasn't analyzing it at all. I was just like, oh my gosh, this poor woman who is being... Assaulted by I James forgot that she's a party to this giant murder. But That's even even then, like that doesn't condone what he's no, doing. No, not to the her. not the romp in the hay, but stopping her. Yeah, totally. pulling her into the barn. That so part like has that. To so what I so what I go back to is when her and Goldfinger they're at the ranch and they're sitting outside and they decide that she needs to change her outfit to make him feel comfortable. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And she says business before pleasure meaning to me that she's not getting any pleasure out of going to seduce bond it's just what's best for her business so, which is also if it's okay for men to do it women are also allowed to use their bodies to, oh totally like i think that she's yeah. making like she's making the choice to do that because she realizes this is what i have to do to be successful in what i'm doing right now so fine she makes that decision and then in the barn, I think she has basically the same realization. That's the only way I can understand that she goes from fighting him so strongly to appearing to kind of fall suddenly for his seduction. And I would agree with you, except where the rest of the movie goes. It, it wasn't just that I'm a bad secret agent villain person and I'm going to just have have sex with this person to achieve my ends she then betrays goldfinger tells the cia the whole plan like they actually fall for each other but, like each other and then like the interpretation is that like you know bond's magical penis like turned her out of like for to betraying goldfinger like, i don't think you guys are listening to what i'm saying though i think that she's she's saying like as he's trying to force himself onto her she realizes okay this is not going to go the way I wanted to. If I stick around with Goldfinger, I'm going to die. Bond is going to kill me. The CIA is going to throw me in jail, whatever. So, okay, I'm going to turn. I'm going to make Bond trust me by making myself extremely vulnerable to him. Mm. Going to side with him. But then, later, when Goldfinger 
you know, captures the plane again. She's like, well, what's good for business now is being back with Goldfinger. All right, I'll switch back there. I just don't think she, I think she's then just that's doing. Her. Then yeah. that's not problematic for, like, she's also. I mean, what he what he's doing, yeah, like, it's, it's aggressive. But there, at least you're saying it was partially consensual if she's saying that's the only way i can get through it yeah yeah that's my justification of how how she whiplash changes from like trying to force him off of him to all of a sudden making it seem like she's so into it i really wish it was like i don't know 15 seconds less of a struggle the only time it gets really bad is when she's on her back like when they're flipping each other oh you don't even like that i find like when they're wrestling it's like cute. they even have cheesy sound effects no i find he's so flippant and like silly about it but her, she's stern and like upset yeah. the whole time i think we are also definitely over interpreting it totally. like it's <laughs> but, definitely meant to just be there well like, she falls for him and loves him and, i don't think but, she does though i think she only flips for uh because it's what's gonna keep her in trouble inter- okay mm-hmm. yeah and i think she does that back and forth several times I feel like there's like almost two, it's just two aspects of it where like one is like all the plot stuff where we're trying to like justify actions and try to read characters minds and stuff uh, where on like one hand like we know that the plot is not sacred like that they right. just frig around with it to make it work that it doesn't matter but then the other side of it is just like watching a scene like this in a movie as a human in real life right in 2021 yeah, yeah especially <laughs> in 2021 so at the time when it came out it would have been interpreted as like some normalization of like assault rape culture basically like oh bond is doing this and it's cool and they have sex right yeah and now we're very aware that's not cool at all of course i don't again if that was a woman at a bar and he pulled her in and she kept saying no no and he did the same thing maybe she's his equal and his and a villain who's about to it's complicated there's nuance that's all not all that's what i was trying to separate like how it comes off on the surface as just a person yeah, watching. Yeah, if you just and, like, walk, if you came in and just saw that scene, zero yeah. context, well, it's I bad. Mean, you said yourself you're not, like, pay, paying attention to the minutiae of the movie all the time, you know? So mm, I sure. think the average consumer yeah. is not going to be thinking about I have with thinking this. about the complex, you know, I, interpretation. I've had to with this in order to get through what looks horrible. Yeah. In an otherwise one of my favorite movies. You know, like, this happened in, uh, sorry, you haven't seen this yet, but in Live and Let Die, the woman was bad and turns and you completely accept it but it's Raji and he's a bit less aggressive I yeah guess. but that's that's what I'm saying is good about it I think that it's good that I mean not good or bad in like the moral sense but I enjoy that okay she is using her smarts to hmm. s- flip-flop back and forth to get out of whatever puts her in trouble do you remember in uh, Casino Royale after they kill the guy in the stairwell, and then he comes up into the hotel room, and Vesper's in the shower in her dress, mm. sitting there. Yeah. And she's like, it feels like I have blood on my hands, yeah. and he sucks the blood off. Yeah. He only sucks one finger. They shot him sucking all of her fingers, and it looked weird. Yeah. So they cut it. They digitally cut him sucking her, because it just looked too weird and creepy. I wish they could edit that in the same way like it's just too long i think the Mm -hmm. scene could work better if it was re-edited and like it's just too i agree it doesn't look good especially the like she's pushing i know like like there needs to be in the middle there some gap because she then does let go and then hugs him and pulls him in but in my mind that's when she that's when she makes a switch i just wish it was quicker because i'm with you it doesn't look good like somebody coming in to the room like what the fuck is this yeah yeah 
It is probably like I'm not saying it, it doesn't. It could have been fleshed out better. Is like the it could have yeah, been quicker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or like now she would have turned quicker, seduced him back. Like in the Crag one, that's what would happen. He wouldn't. No mouth raping would be happening. <laughs> I know you guys don't like that term. No. But I mean, <laughs> but she, to me, she does later. Like you know, when they're up in the airplane. She's working for Goldfinger there. No, she's not. No, no, no. Like when, yeah, at the, when at the end, at the end, when Goldfinger has captured he Bond, he said, I'll, cap, "I'll deal with her later." I don't think she's working for him again at that point. It was supposed to be these other pilots. Goldfinger killed them or tied them up or whatever, and it she has, was on there too. She, I think she was lying. I don't think she was actually back with Goldfinger. Okay. He said, "I'm going to pay." She'll pay for her betrayal later or whatever <laughs> before he. Flew out of the window. But I, I think if he had killed Bond, whatever, she, she would have, have been like, her all right, right, fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, she's a but she didn't. So instead, when when her and Bond crash land, she seduces him. I've and I think it's it's so that he earn so that she earns his trust again. I've never once in the ten times I've seen this movie interpreted it as though she was working for Goldfinger again. Mm-hmm. I never thought that. That's interesting. We haven't talked about, in my opinion, the worst misogynistic part of the whole oh, yeah. movie is at the very <laughs> yeah. start of the movie. Yeah, man talk now. Yeah. Felix, dink. Dink, Felix. Dink, say goodbye to Felix. Man talk. Spiggle ass slap. Yeah. And, like, they even yeah. added a sound effect. Like, it was so much louder. <laughs> Quite bad. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah, that's not a good one. No. Yeah, I'm I glad it's at the start and so much awesome stuff happens yeah. after. So yeah. Yeah, and Pussy Galore has a lot of very positive. I, I like she's very quick with her uh, shutdown that she gives the men. So I quite liked that. You know, things like uh, mm-hmm. when Goldfinger is holding her hand and is you know saying, yeah. "Oh, are you gonna get a little spot and I can come visit?" Maybe he doesn't say that, but basically saying yeah, that. Yeah, that's what he's thing. alluding to. Yeah. And you know, and she says, "No, I think I'm gonna get a spot way over here, and it's gonna have a big sign that says no trespassing." And then she make, takes her hand away. Yeah. And, yeah, I find know, she's very, like oh, yeah. very equal. She, you can see that she encounters this kind of thing a lot, and she mm-hmm. has efficient ways to deal with it, which I think is why the scene with Bond is so upsetting. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she's she's employing all the right tactics, you know. Anyway, not to dwell on that too much. Whatever. It is what it is, unfortunately. Also, her name is Pussy Galore. Yeah, there's that. I like that though, but maybe there's it's like a drag name or something, yeah, yeah. you know? It's awesome. It's they were gonna name me name. Ample Pussy or a lot of Pussy, and they went with yeah. Pussy Galore. Yeah, <laughs> so Pussy ridiculous. Galore. I want to uh, look up when Pussy became slang for vagina in like the public vernacular because mm-hmm. it's Pussy Galore and Octopussy, like how can you just blatantly do that? Mm-hmm. That wouldn't happen now. I don't no. think naming it like besides in parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, very bizarre. Yeah. Does it not mean vagina at this point? I think I, we I had said before, like we had looked into it both yeah. you and I, Robin, and it was sort of like we thought like that under, no. Yeah. Did it just mean like cat? Cat. Yeah. So yeah. Like oh, like a cool cat. But no, it was known. But they were like wink and a nod. Like it was a mm. word. It was that like a it wasn't common. More subtle joke. That yes, exactly. Comes like yeah. right. Like there are some trendy so, trendy words right now that people might be saying that I have no idea what it is. That could have been pussy in 64. I, I don't know. Like, LOL. What does that mean, Rob? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> that's what that means. That's my F and H. I only don't like... Yeah, that's the one that confused me. <laughs> I know what LOL means. I just don't think you should say it out loud. Lots, lots I think your laugh... Your guys' laughs are pretty enough. <laughs> well, shucks. Um, what else did I want to say about pussy? Oh, the last part of that for me was, oh, sex saved the day. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> like that's that's well we could talk about that with Pussy Galore and with Bond. Like yeah, well, yeah. as I've been saying, he tried every other tactic. He escaped, he tried to woo him, he tried to get information to Felix, he did everything, so all right, pushy into the it, barn with you. It's only like pussy that saves the day, right? Because her, if she didn't flip, it's pussy and dick. Because you got to factor in Bond's Bond's dick too. Yeah, I mean, oh my god. <laughs> with Heather's interpretation, you know, pussy just kind of decides to side with Bond because it's best for her. So it could have been even before they slept together when he Bond may not have needed to sleep with her. Like he's really mad. You know, like had he just said. He's quite mad. Like, she thought they were just knocking people out and going to steal you some know, money. Maybe they just made out on the hay and then had a good discussion. Could be. We don't know. It faded. Off camera. Even so, it didn't look like she wanted to make out. And then, until she did. Again, yeah. Maybe too, too after Face the Black, she pushes him off, and then she's like, let's just really talk this out. And he mm. apologizes. I want it to be known, because it sounds like I'm defending this a lot, that I do not approve of that kind of behavior. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. It's just, uh, yeah, you got to stretch a little bit with these, unfortunately. Because, like you said, otherwise, there's no other female character in a 1964 movie mm -hmm. as cool as Pussy Galore. As, like, I mean, I don't know that definitively because this is probably the only 1964 yeah, movie yeah. I've ever seen. But yes, they of were course. ahead of their time it's for even, empowered it's even so women. Good, you for know, now. by today's standards, yeah, exactly. a lot of the things that she does, you you don't see women doing in movies exactly. like these. Mm -hmm. You know, these these quick, very blatant turning down guys and them not being upset about it. Yeah, I love how Goldfinger yeah. just sort of chuckles it off. Like, mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, there's a lot, mm -hmm. despite it being the epitome of cool, like you've said, Adam, and like. He's such an alpha, sort of. They're classy. They're not gross. There's not a lot of broishness, despite how classic, uh, masculine cool. it is. Mm. It's not broish ever. I At least not in this one. Be, not in this one for sure. Yeah. That was a lot. <laughs> Seems weird to go from that to talking about Odd Job, but maybe we just can for a second. Mm. Yeah. Do the villain talk? Odd Job was cool. Yeah. Like Odd Job. He, he was ah, the big ah, thing ah. where I've seen references, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, like the hat that cuts yep. stuff, like just the. the oh, yeah, so that inspired job. Peaky Blinders. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you say? What is it? Uh, oh, it, it? oh, yeah, the hat. It's a steel toed hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as I said while we were watching it, I heard one person, I don't know if it was on a podcast or a doc or something. It's like, why did it chop the head off the statue, but it didn't take off Tilly's head? <laughs> like, why can't it cut concrete, but not flesh? This person said, it's a blunt instrument that knocked the hat off and broke her neck. But then why did it stick into the bars? Yeah. And I don't know. That's, again, another one of those suspend disbeliefs. Yeah, it's cool. It's a gimmick. Yeah. Whatever. And like, if it was a blunt instrument that knocked that off, that's a heavy hat. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, the, that guy's built like a truck. Like, <laughs> yeah. Bond like, tries to like neck, like oh, grab man, his the neck neck and neck just grab. Like, yeah, yeah. He just like <laughs> levitates or something. Yeah, in the air. It's crazy. Just takes a gold bar to the chest like it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's cool. He's iconic. He's always like him and Jaws are usually among mm. the top two uh, hench people. I give a slight edge to him because Jaws is just so silly. He also doesn't do much. I don't know. It doesn't add yeah, a whole lot. Jaws, at least, like, Jaws is a more active character, I He's think. He's funny, too. Like, I remember, if you ask me what does Odd Job do in this movie, like, nothing really. He carries around a golf He's my pack. Yeah. Where's your chauffeur friend? What, <laughs> what scene was that? He's good at crushing golf balls. 
Yeah, that was good. I wouldn't want to be cornered by him. No, he's, definitely not. But he, I feel his like I could out, isn't used. I feel like I could outrun him. Like he's just kind of. <laughs> but like if, if but if he cornered me, I would be destroyed for sure. <laughs> yeah. He was always the character your asshole friend was in Goldeneye because he was super short. You could just sneak up on people if you were playing like slaps only. You could sneak up on someone and chop their legs and kill them. He was much, he was like half the size of everybody else. You guys didn't play Goldeneye, so that joke is for me and the listener. Do you like the, uh, I don't know if we do this with Bond or we should have done it with the uh, action scenes. Did you like their fight? A little intense or just silly? I thought it was silly. Yeah, you laughed at every action scene. You, <laughs> move, yeah. They were pretty a little, silly. <laughs> little dated. I, I, find... I find it a little bit intense. I, I find when he's, it's intense when he's trying to uncuff himself. The fight itself was pretty silly. But like when Oddjob looks down over the railing and Bond looks up and mm-hmm. looks down at the corpse and sees the key and like drags the bomb over, like that's a little bit intense. You were yeah. saying it was like the Lord Farquaad mascot in Shrek. With the <laughs> yeah. It, it, it looks like that with Oddjob running the down the stairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That aside, it's a little bit intense and doesn't look silly unless you think No, I, I like the anticipation scenes like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But yeah, the... The fight itself, it's just hard to shoot those. Like the train fight in the movie before that, it's super close quarters and it's dark, so it looks a bit cooler. But yeah, they didn't do fight scenes very well back then. That's kind of all there is to it. Yeah, you're just kind of being thrown around and awkwardly. Yeah. I like that again, you another villain or hench person hoisted by his own petard though, with his hat, yeah. killed by his hat. And it was also some good uh what do you call it? Symmetry that Bond electrocuted someone at the start and at the end. Yeah, that is good symmetry. Mm, shocking. I hadn't noticed that. Shocking. shocking. He didn't say shocking again. No. <laughs> Still very shocking. <laughs> uh, all right, and Mr. Goldfinger, we talked about him a little bit. The only other thing that I thought was quite strange is when he has Bond strapped to the table with the laser and he's going on and on about describing what a double O status means. Like, to me, that's just for the audience, you know? Yeah, He's like, ah, double O, seven, seven, there's only a few of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I found that really weird. Yeah, yeah. There were a few scenes where I... I was like, man, that, what a great... Because he's a maniac. Like, mm. Well, you pointed out the scene where he said, uh, I enjoyed your talk or your whatever. So did I. And then he mm-hmm. struts off across the yard. He's like kind of twitching as he goes. <laughs> he's like really he's just, red in the face and like huffing away. Yeah, he's so weird. Like he's he just was, murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. yeah, he's odd. And like he's a fascinating, like I said earlier, uh, a villain with depth, which is a yeah. little bit unusual. Hmm. Like they, you know, you know more of his backstory and that he's addicted to winning and all of that. He's not just a guy who wants to take over the world or have exclusive broadcasting rights in China. <laughs> yeah. I, I like how much he's involved in the movie though. Yeah. yeah. It makes it it makes it more compelling. You care more that he's defeated, even though it like you said, it's for silly, silly reasons, but you want oh. him to go down. And the way he goes, like out the window of the plane. <laughs> yeah. I, I expected it to like him to just like plug the window or something. Right, yeah, me right. too. <laughs> but that that girth went through that window. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I almost expected, like, a pillow to plug the window after him or something yeah. ridiculous. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where he landed. I don't know. I find him quite funny. He's charismatic. Mm. He has a lot He's of good brutal. lines. Brutal. Lots of yeah. great lines. Gert Frude, is that his name? That was the actor, I think. Yeah. yeah. You know, he it's terrible ADR through most of it, but that's yeah. because the guy 
who they got to play him, his accent was so thick that they couldn't use him. All of his lines are a different actor. Really? What does ADR stand for? Auto, digital, audio. audio. <laughs> Not auto, audio. I don't know, look it up. It's like dubbing, right? It's dubbing. Yeah. Mean, yeah. Oh, it could be that. Audio dubbing something. ADR is, yeah, Recording. post. <laughs> post dial, like yeah. dialogue that's done in post. That's what I figured, yeah. 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 All, almost, especially in the old movies, even today, anything that's shot outside is typically ADR'd. And mm-hmm. the Bond movies, you'll notice it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. And this one's pretty I find pretty especially the girls, and I don't know, I shouldn't say girls, the women. I don't know if it's because they, like, if they just don't put as much effort into it, but often I notice it really significantly on it's the women. often accents, or if they're quite quiet, like, I don't know, it's, yeah. it's really hard. There's, yeah, there's a lot of exteriors in Europe in the Roger Moore movies, and it's distracting sometimes yeah. how bad they are. They just ADR don't take a lot of care to it. Yeah. There was, Whatever. I forget what scene it was, when Goldfinger was doing something in an office, and he was, like, gesticulating quite violently and saying things, and, like, there's no way that the, the calm voice that's speaking right now is coming out of that moving giant figure. Oh, that was the shot from, like, outside, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Window, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I actually, I noticed the dubbing right away. Yeah, and, like, the we, pre-title sequence, I was like, those are, they're not saying those words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. His plot, you said it was pretty easy to follow. Were you mm-hmm. following along? Like, this movie, I did yeah. again, I've said this before, I'm terrible at following movies till like, the fifth time. But I, I didn't get this movie at first. Like, it felt, like, what's the point? But I think it is that simple. I felt like something, I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. But it is just that simple. Just mm-hmm. this addicted to winning, corrupt. Although, it did turn out he had this much bigger plan that he had yeah. been involved with for a I, while. I liked but. that a lot. That made it make more sense to me because the whole time, like, I missed, like, little details, but I was like, okay, this just seems like it's about money. Like, okay, this is just a gold guy, but, like, why are, why is the British Secret Service in on this? Whatever. I right. guess they do stuff. But then that whole twist with four knocks and then, oh, I'm going to blow it up. Yeah, I yeah. was like, all right, all right, this, this yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Whatever. Is, it, is the thought that he blows it up so now everybody needs to come to him for gold? Yes. Yeah, okay, it makes yeah. his gold worth way more. Right. Until next year. Right. 2022, <laughs> Fort Knox is good again. Next year, this year, not next year, that year. Right. Yes. Yeah. What was it? 58, 58 years. 58 years. To be exact. Yeah. Yeah, because Bond's like, oh, it's it's gonna oh, be I... for 57 years. And he's like, 58. That was to be somebody out geeked Bond. That's yeah. gotta be rare. That was one of my favorite <laughs> scenes though, where he's like, he was in his cell all afternoon. I'm like, I've been doing some calculations myself, and he <laughs> some like, statistics. It'll take, I forget how many men, hundreds of men, yeah. 12 days with 200 dump trucks to get yeah. rid of, and you're gonna have two hours max until I like, I like that he figured all of that out. Yeah. And, like, and who said we were gonna move it? Yeah, exactly. Goldfinger's just like, ah, you're, you're what uncharacteristically informed today, Mr. Bond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. He doesn't have Google. Figure that uh, shit out. He, like he never they, had a labor job. He doesn't know how fast these people can move. <laughs> the villain often doesn't have such a good sense of humor. Mm, like, yeah. well, some of them are pretty mean. Maybe that's about 50-50. What am I trying to say? Like, their banter is really it's good. It's quite good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're quite a match. I like it. Which and is like, interesting. That he has fun with it a little bit. He likes totally. the competitive nature of it. Uh, Goldfinger. Goldfinger, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great that they were able to capture that even with dubbing yeah, over yeah, a, sure. a different person because you don't pick up on that really. That because sometimes you know that can be lost because there's such a mismatch between the voice and the person. Right. But that's not the case in this movie at all. Yeah, I, I didn't notice it was different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either, really. I can tell it's dubbed, but it does look like it's coming from that guy. Something about the plot I thought was very silly. 
um, <laughs> is the commanding officers instructing their troops that morning. Okay, so when you see the airplanes fly up above you, yeah. just collapse. collapse. Have you seen that video of those collapsing goats like that? Yeah. yeah, and just stay down until you tell us, don't move, pretend you're dead. If someone comes up to you, I guess just pretend. Yeah, remember last summer when we all went to that Civil War reenactment and you had to play dead? Do that. Yeah. Like, How that's what it looked like down, to me. Sir? We have no idea. Till, we're, till we confirm that the nuke is here? Right. Like, stop them yeah. anyway. Sure. Well, they didn't want the nuke outside. Because right. if it goes off underground, At it's least. not going to be as bad. Yeah. I guess that's the point. But, like, couldn't they just play dead on that? Like, the guys who are out in the field, why right. the fuck are they playing dead? Right. Like, Who's hey, going to witness it? Sir, couldn't we just stay inside the barracks today? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and, like, they... maybe the yeah. pilots, they would have seen that it's not working. So yeah. everybody who they fly over should collapse. But as soon as they're gone, like, it would only be that little convoy <laughs> on that one right. road who can't and, see that it didn't work. And even so, couldn't they have just kept as many people inside that day as need? Like, is Pussy I, Galore's Flying Circus going to know that there's supposed to be 35,000 people outside I, today? I, and the crazy, most unrealistic part is how to communicate all of that efficiently. Right. Like, like overnight. Because it was yeah, the next yeah. day, right? Yeah. So they had their romp yeah. in the hay, and then the next, like, what? Like, 7 a.m. 16 hours yeah. passed. Because yeah. that's, like, the afternoon. And then it's the next morning. So presumably... After that, she like goes out and tells Felix, and then they orchestrate that whole plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Why not it's just less crazy the, than D Day, but it's pilots. pretty. <laughs> like if they told the pilots, like, oh, it's fine, they're not going to collapse, so it's fine. Right. You just get them flipped. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they did Puss, flip. Like, no, it didn't Galore. seem like it. No. Yeah, she was their boss. Pussy Glore is their boss. Why doesn't she just tell them to do anyway? But yeah, yeah. There's I mean, some, there's like, some you're, holes, you're banking but on a bunch of military it's... personnel to just act. Dead Again. enough for you? It seems yeah. unlikely that that's all, gonna hold up. All of these things and how it took forever to kind of get going. It felt like when I first saw it, yeah. the holes, the suspending the disbelief. This is all why I didn't enjoy it much mm -hmm. earlier in my life. But now I just—it's beautiful totally. to look at. It has all these. Yeah, we are talking about a lot of the things we didn't like, but there's so much good. In yeah. It. yeah, and it's just yeah. fun. Like you yeah, say, exactly. it's not one that you're likely to just turn on. It's top five for like it, again it's number two it period but it's all almost always one i'm always willing to watch yeah like mm -hmm. no matter what the mood i'm like yeah let's throw goldfinger on totally. for sure maybe that's why i never fully understood it because it was always that for me i never actually sat down and watched the whole thing it was the one i would just put on in the background right because it's just it's so great sure but for me it feels like an instant classic basically yeah well it was mm -hmm. <laughs> this movie when it came out was just insane right the third one yeah well, did you want to say anything more about Mr. Connery playing Bond here? You, you said you had, I guess you kind of touched on a lot of it. He does a very good job at playing a cool, capable spy, you know, despite obviously having some flaws. But, mm. you know, like the way he just takes that maid's key and just oh, plays yeah. it off. Like there's yeah. so many, yeah. so oh, yes. many examples. You're very sweet. Is that what he says? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I love he, that. He's just good at, you know, he can walk into whatever room he wants to go into and people kind of question him and he just yeah, carries on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just very yeah. suave. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he does a phenomenal job I think job that's that one of the reasons this. I like this one the best. Yeah. This is Connery at his best for mm -hmm. sure. He's a... Uh, the one before this from Russia with Love is a big time spy movie, but he's not nearly as cool as in this one. He's mm. just everything you just said. Yeah, that was my only that, additional like, point. Yeah, we talked about him throughout, kind of. True. He's attractive. It's that one Certainly. man can wear that it. tight black leotard. Mm. Well, yeah, you like right at the start. <laughs> I hear you grunt across the room. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. 
But yeah, you you said it like right from the get go. He sets the stage. How he just yeah. sort of snakes into that place, into mm. the blows up the heroin den and mm. transforms into the tux. Like mm. man, that guy's freaking cool. And when he yeah casually goes into that hotel room and then just interrupts Jill doing yeah. the cheat. Yeah. And introduces himself and just kind of lays on her. Looks and he's having binoculars. so much fun, just yeah. smiling. He's like, so what are you doing here? He like, a... totally doesn't belong here, doesn't really know what's going on. He's just there to figure it out. Yeah, you'll see. His his first ones, he's kind of getting into the role. He's a lot more quiet and smiles less. And then later, he's like, he hates it, Sean Connery, and he's checking out, and it just gets a little silly. Mm. This is peak. Mm -hmm. He's so into it. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's Bond to me in that one. Yeah. It's not my number one, though, man. You were speculating on what my number one was, but... What could it be? Mm, who knows? Oh. Type in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> so many people know what my favorite Bond movie... I mean... Pretty sure no. you've tweeted it at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure I have. <laughs> well, if you're one of those people, type it in the comments. Yeah. Uh, Bring the silence. You could just go on my Twitter and find out. Not going to do that. No. You don't do that. Did you guys have anything else to add? How would you uh, rank this one? Or rate it? I would rate this quintessential... Bond action flick. That's my <laughs> okay. rating. If you were to, if you were to be learned in Bond, it's required viewing. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is kind of like you said. This is a. I'm in the mood for a Bond. I'm gonna throw this on in the background. Yeah. It's totally. It's it's got its you know low points, but they're not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I like it quite a lot. How does it stack up for you with the other four we've done? It's like on the like classic bond scale it's like the highest for sure yeah on like general how much did i like it and stuff um you enjoyed last week's more yeah but i think it was if anything my mood more yeah mm. um, and i also it's remarkable how much where the bar is set can affect mm -hmm. your enjoyment of a movie i lowered the bar so far for tomorrow yeah, Never Dies. yeah you were like, and going into this one i'm like right excited i'm wearing my goldfinger shirt yeah. it's my second favorite movie so like <laughs> yeah, bar is pretty high <laughs> which is why we had to bring it down for you yeah <laughs> again it's just like and like where you're coming to it from like today i'm like i woke up like cranky like tired and i'm just like um mics wouldn't a, fucking work yeah setups a pain yeah I'm like oh i gotta like watch this movie <laughs> but it was good right yeah, yeah. it was yeah. really good it's that's one of the funny things about this series and in the bond community online like when anybody asks what your top five movie is they always say well today it's this mm -hmm. because yeah. tomorrow it could be something different or tonight it could be different yeah yeah I think this one would be uh, out of the ones I've seen, best for a drinking game. Oh, in yeah, terms of so many. Yeah. yeah, like of the things that you're expecting in a Bond movie, they all show up here and several times. The <laughs> amount of times they talk about how much he drinks in this, yeah. Yeah. Felix yeah. constantly making the Got jokes. liquor for three. Yeah. Oh, who's the two others? No, there's yeah. no, just <laughs> yeah. you. Just you both. We don't have him in a casino, but where's I this old friend? Where's this old friend of yours heading? I don't know, but ten to one odds it involves a dame or booze. <laughs> a dame. Or liquor where did dame go such a 60s term yeah definitely <laughs> hit, hit the dust with lame yeah all right well i'm not sure what our next one's gonna be i th it's either the living daylights or live and let die i have to uh can you really do live and let die right after this very wait strong anti-beetle it has to line. be oh that's not, <laughs> but this one ends in the skies above kentucky which is sort of near New York, Live and Let Die opens at the UN. So we could go there. Actually, Living Daylights opens in a plane. Oh, they crashed landed. They crashed, crash that's landed. right. Yeah, Shit, yeah. so never mind. So it can't be that Does one. anything start like under a parachute? 
<laughs> that would be ideal. Many end like that yeah. under a parachute or Well, who knows? Maybe or... they, they had to get into another plane to get out from wherever they crash landed. Maybe. Yeah. We'll think about it. Not my job. I don't... Rob job. I, we gotta watch Rob's more job. bad ones. Like, yeah. Although Tomorrow Never Dies was Did gonna we? be the bad one. Uh, and we both friggin' loved it, so... Maybe we're gonna love even the bad ones. We'll see. Either way, we'll be back uh, in a week. Yeah. All right. Bon voyage, Heather. Thank you for joining us. Joining us? Joining us. And also joining us. <laughs> I did enjoy it. I will definitely be back. You guys awesome. are great hosts. Thanks for coming on. Bon voyage.